Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Vince Chafin. Vince is a passionate leader with two decades of experience in men's work, serving as a dedicated leader, trainer, and instructor for renowned organizations like Sacred Sons and the Mankind Project. His expertise includes gestalt, family systems, somatic and bioenergetic therapies, along with proficiency in modalities such as clean language and shadow work. Vince has also supported diverse programs, including Women Within, Boys to Men, Her, showcasing a commitment to holistic well-being and community support. Vince specializes in facilitating growth through workshops, trainings, mentorship, and the integration of plant medicine experiences. I'm honored to have Vince on here. Vince is someone I also call a good friend, a mentor. I've gotten to work side by side with Vince. I've gotten to learn from him uh, tremendous things, and I've seen him do tremendous things in in the space that that we uh, have co-created together. And so. I'm happy to have you on here. Happy to have this conversation. Just want to say thank you once again. Mm, thank you, brother. I'm so honored to be here and so honored to be invited. So thank you. Yeah, Vince, I want to start off uh, as I do with with most of my guests on here is talking about where you find yourself currently in life, whether it's a specific chapter you find yourself in life or a season of life that you're in. Paint us a picture of today as you look around and what's happening, what's coming next for you, what's real in your world right now? Mm, wow. For me, my next birthday is going to be, I'm going to be turning 60. And while I've, at least with Sacred Sons and other organizations because of my age and I suppose how I carry myself, a lot of folks call me uncle or kind of consider me somewhat of an elder. It's difficult for me to look in the mirror and acknowledge that sovereign part of my life, if you will, or that I'm in that stage of life. Part of that denial, part of that not wanting to look at that, of course, is one of the primary things when we're in this particular archetype that we have to deal with is the end, is death. We have to look squarely at that, that I have less life ahead of me as far as time than I have behind me. Most of my life is complete. So dealing with where I'm at right now as far as my arc of my life, if you will, I'm closer to midnight than I am one in the morning. And ah, coming to peace in terms with the good and the bad and the ugly of a lifetime. And one of my great teachers that I love to read and love to study with, Stephen Jenkinson, talks about at times with his own life about having a pile of regrets, an actual pile of rocks in the backyard. And I have those piles of rocks as well. And so while I acknowledge those regrets, while I acknowledge those things that didn't go the way I would have liked them to go, I also have so much beauty and so much amazing things that I'm doing in my life that I'm probably more me now than I probably ever have been. David Bowie talked about that later in his life. One of the things that was great about he felt about growing older and imagine David Bowie and all the things that all the manifestations he went through in his life. If there was anybody who was somebody, it was certainly him. But he talked about so much more freedom later in his life to be truly himself. And I think that for me personally, I think I'm more solid and grounded 
and give myself permission to be me and not necessarily so damn codependent on worrying about being seen and loved and heard and accepted by everybody around me. I, I, just being me and, be, and being seen and heard and loved for me and who I am and how I'm showing up in the world with all the good and all the bad and all the ugly that that is. Yeah. Permission to be me. Yeah. I love that. And that's a forever experience of, of learning from that I've gone through as well. It's like, how, how do I allow myself to be me without the desire for validation from others and, and just give myself all the love that I need in the way that I want to be knowing that I'm making the right decisions with what I know now. A couple of weeks ago, I got that in opportunity to interview someone that we know mutually, Rob O'Keefe, who shared with me and his answer to this is he's really an interesting phase of no longer a young man, but not yet an elder. Yeah. He's in that middle place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk to those men that are listening right now that are in that phase and, and they're approaching maybe this season that you describe yourself currently in. What's important for them to know? Yeah. You know, 35 to 45, is an important time. Everybody's got different systems and different ways they look at it. If we, 35 is a Saturn return time, it's a real grounding and a re-examination of the first third of a life. And it's, I think, when, when some more solid roots start to form and we become much more introspective on who we have been, how we've been showing up, and we can make some good, we still have time to make really uh, good adjustments. It's not like we don't have time. I still have lots of time to make amazing adjustments in my life. But in that 30 to 40 range, from another standpoint, if we look at breaking life up into a, a different way of thirds, you've left the prince state and you're now in your nightly mm, beginning of your king phase where you've been building your kingdom. What have you built so far? What have you created? What have you accomplished so far in your life? And so often this work is, and it's good that this work is around mission and purpose and like, who am I and who am I being, who am I becoming, where am I going in my life? What are my unique intrinsic gifts that I can give to the world? And often when we're heading down, I know it's been my experience. I don't know about for you, but I've been headed, I've headed toward a thing that I thought I wanted, a thing that I was seemed to really like this, this amazing opportunity or this thing that I wanted to, to do. And the closer I got to it, I realized, oh, that's not the thing at all. It's this thing over here. It's this thing over here. So in that phase, there's this new birthing and there's this dying that has to happen during that time. There's a grieving of, oh, I didn't become the rock star and I didn't become this and I didn't become that. So some dying of dreams has to happen, if you will, so that the new things, the, the true part of yourself, this next evolving flowering of yourself can actually become. So you got to let go of some of that stuff or at least hold it maybe in a different way. I held on to this particular identity so tight that I didn't allow any of these other things that was life was trying to show me, allow me to become. I was unwilling to see that because I thought I was X. When it turns out I'm also Y and Z, or maybe I'm better at being a B and C, but I just got to make my way around to that. So those men may be fathers. Certainly I was, most men my age and younger, we started, or older, we started, you know, having kids in our early 20s. A lot of men now aren't starting until their 30s and 40s. Am I a father? Am I married? What's my career look like? What am I building 
If I am a provider and protector, what is it that I'm providing? Who and what am I providing for? And who and what am I protecting? So it's a real amazingly good time to take a step back a little bit and assess who I am, where I'm at, reevaluate who I thought I was and who I thought I was becoming, and to let some things die away and to bring some water and some fertilizer to those things that I want to see grown. Yeah, that's so right on. When you describe that idea of like having this vision of where it is that I'm supposed to go and this goal that I'm supposed to reach, and then the closer I get to it being like, wait, this isn't it. I can look back at my life and, and have done that so many times. And and sometimes even sometimes I still do it. And yet I have this awareness in while I'm doing it to learn from that experience. Whereas in the past, this assessment that you talk about, this evaluation, this examination of my life, I was never willing to do that. So I was just piling more and more on top, trying to do more and more without actually looking at the core of what was wrong. And so that's why the invitation that I always bring into men is like, before we start doing, let's stop and examine where we are right now. What are the decisions being made? Where have I come from? Yep. What's the stories I've been telling myself? Are those stories still serving me? Yes. Have they served me? Are they still serving me? Do I need to write a new story? And I literally need to write down, well, if I could have everything that I said I wanted, that I think I want, write all that down, what my life looks like, where I live, who I live with, what community I am, write it all out so that it's clear and so that then you can take some steps toward it. That doesn't mean that's where you're going to end up, but you won't get there unless you start to take some steps. And so often men in, in this time frame will get paralyzed. Well, I don't know what my mission is, and I don't know what my purpose is, and I don't know what my gifts are. Well, if you stay in that little circle of I don't know and IE don't move, you know, and I hear you saying, yeah, we'll take a moment and do that examination, you're not going to find anything about yourself until you step on the path. Whatever that path is, you choose. You got to start moving some way. It doesn't have to be the right one, but we learn that as, as all the great Zen teachers talk about, it's not the destination, bro, it's the journey. So it, take it, go on a journey because it's a great time of life, mid 20s through 40s, to really, if, if you haven't started a family, to, man, to find out who you really are and to find out who you can become. When you have a family and you have the house and you have the car and you've got the job, your options for self-exploration become much more limited because you have things that you are now responsible for. There are people and things you are responsible for, and that's good. You should bear a burden. You should be responsible for something. That's why you're here, to pick up your load, whatever that is, whatever your chosen load is. If you don't have that, then by God, you should be out there looking for what is your responsibility. What is it that I care so much about in this world that I'm willing to pick up this particular burden and carry it and, and be responsible for it? That's what I should be seeking out. Men without a burden, men without a responsibility are lost boys, and they spend the rest of their life on Treasure Island seeking pleasure versus responsibility. Yeah. Let's take a dive backwards a little bit into that journey of, of who you really are, of that Prince phase. And I'm just curious to learn a little bit about the story of Vince, you know, what got you to where you are today. So if you can rewind the tape a little bit to at least like paint us a picture of, of what was it like for you in, in your twenties and thirties and coming up to get you to this point where now I just, I just, every time I speak to you and I witness you in front of others, I, I sense this passion. 
I sense this like very clear devotion to what it is that you are doing. Like you love it. Like I, I can tell that. I do. <laughs> and so I want to know like what got you there? Like tell us a little bit about you. Ah, pain and suffering got me here, bro. Pain and suffering got me. You know, I grew up lower middle class in a lower middle class family in a, a regular old neighborhood in Bakersfield, California. Alcoholism, all kinds of things going on in the home. And which was no different than basically anybody else's house. They just had different things going on. I became a father at, I was a musician and uh, had multiple jobs growing up. It was always expected of me as soon as I was 14, 15, 16. I had jobs earlier than that. But as soon as I became quote unquote working age, my dad had me working real jobs. And so I was always working as well as being a musician part-time at night and and on weekends. Then eventually got married at 23 had my son and my life shifted overnight. As soon as my son was born, all of a sudden there was somebody on the planet that was more important than I was. And my whole perspective took a shift. It didn't shift far enough, but it did take a shift. So now all of a sudden I have a wife and a child that I'm responsible for. That fell apart. I was married for four years, then remarried again for seven years, and that fell apart. I was still, while I had stepped up partly into a new level of maturity, I didn't have role models. I didn't have people. I didn't have mentors or role models in my life to show me, oh, this is what mature men do. I knew how to work and I was trained really good how to be a worker, but I was never trained on how to be a thinker or how to move in the world of the mature masculine. That just didn't exist, at least not in the way that we talk about it today. And it wasn't till, oh gosh, what, 15, 20, or so maybe 18 years ago that a friend of mine, I had multiple relationships that didn't work out. I didn't know how to be in a proper relationship. I didn't know how to communicate clearly. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. And I certainly didn't know how to meet the needs of a partner. And I was embarrassed and stunned that I was so young and already divorced twice. And I was convinced that there was something wrong with me, that I was somehow fundamentally flawed. I was broken that um, somehow I did not have what it took. I did not have the capabilities intrinsic within me to be a quote unquote good man and a good father and a provider and a protector. And a friend of mine, female friend of mine said, well, you know, at this particular time I was living in Santa Barbara and men started showing up. I somehow started attracting that what I wanted and what I most needed unconsciously into my life. And men started showing up in my community circle who were different. They weren't like other men that I knew. And this friend of mine said, Hey, you know, you should check out this mankind project thing. In fact, you know, X, X, X people, those are all M- MKP guys. I don't, what are you talking about? I don't even know what the hell that is. So I had a few conversations with some of them and I didn't know what it was but I just knew there was something about them and how they walked and how they talked and how they held themselves that I wanted that. And I didn't know what that was. It was, turns out it was this, this organization and this weekend and this experience and this training. And so I went to that and my life changed because of that. And it wasn't changed because they did something. It changed because I stepped into and I was exposed to a new way of looking at the world and a new way of looking at manhood and a new story of manhood. And a whole other world opened up to me that I didn't even know was out there. And as soon as I 
did a couple of those weekends and was exposed to that, I realized very quickly, I didn't know what this was, but I wanted it and I wanted to lead it. I wanted to be good at this. Why? Because I saw how much I suffered. I spent so much time in depression and loneliness and self-doubt and self-limiting and self-destructive behaviors that ah, I didn't want other people to go through that. I didn't want you to suffer. I don't want these other guys to go through that. So if there's something that could at least, I think every human has to suffer a certain amount. Otherwise, you don't understand what not suffering is and you don't know how to be grateful, right? So certainly from a Buddhist perspective, we cannot end suffering. That is the first precept. There is suffering. And what if there were things, ways, technologies that could at least help me see how I'm responsible for in creating my suffering? If I'm past the age of 10, 12, 13, living in the Western world and not currently under bombardment or siege in, in any way, if I'm living a normal Western life, after about the age of about 15, 16, 17, 18, I'm doing that. Mom and dad aren't doing that anymore. I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. So if there are technologies to help me see that I'm the one creating my reality and I'm the one responsible for how I think, feel, behave, the actions I'm taking, and I'm, in, you know, I'm responsible for not only the choices that I make, but the impact that they have, well, maybe I could do something about that. If I'm not fundamentally flawed, if I don't, if I can change that belief system that, oh, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not fucked up. I'm just was raised in a particular way under certain, certain beliefs structures. And maybe those aren't actually true. Maybe there's another way to do that. And so through that work, through learning those skills and going to a gazillion trainings, both within that organization and outside the organization, I started changing my story. And then I started seeing how that had an impact on the people in my world, immediate. And then I started helping other people. And through that, saw how quickly their lives changed and realized, oh, wait, I could have a whole different walk on this earth and have a completely different impact in the world. And that's a hell of a lot better thing to choose versus I'm screwed. Oh, the world's screwed. Being in this victim mentality versus no, I have agency. I can choose what I think, what I feel, how I show up in the world, and I can make a positive impact if I choose to. So yeah, I'm absolutely dedicated and passionate about helping people go to just step back a little bit with a little bit of kindness and a little bit of empathy toward themselves and go, look, you know, you're just like every other human being. You grow up in a world, you grow up and in that world, there's a culture and there's thoughts and there's ideologies and there's all this stuff that's overlaid on top of you. And some of it might be right and some of it might be true and maybe some of it isn't. And especially to, from my point of view is if my story has any I'm not good enough, I'm fucked up, you're fucked up, all the world's fucked, that's not true. That's not actually true. So maybe there's another story to tell. And so what can I do to support people rewriting a different story? Part of that is letting go of the pain and the suffering and all the stuff that, that they're hanging on to so that there can be space for a new perspective and a new way of being. And yeah, I'm I'm absolutely passionate about it because when I because I can see the transformation happen right in front of me, from everything's effed, everything's ah, to well maybe I could be different. Maybe there is something I can do. Maybe my gifts are wanted and needed in the world, and they are absolutely wanted and needed in the world, just like you're doing now. 
Like you have this passion to bring these stories out and to share these perspectives of people so that men can see themselves and the women can look and go, hey, maybe there's some healthy men in the world. Maybe my story that all men are, are bastards and suck, some might be, but not all. So maybe there's some actually good men in the world, yeah. which there actually are. There are. Yeah. yeah. So maybe by us sharing our passion and showing up fully, showing up with love and intention, showing up supportive with some technologies to help can literally change my world. It changes your world and your family and your immediate family around you. And there's these concentric circles that you affect by you being you. There's concentric circles that I have around me that absolutely get changed by me showing up kind, compassionate, sometimes hard, sometimes rigid, but with love going, no, this is, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this thing over here. I need you, you need to pay attention to this because so many young men today are not being raised by healthy, mature men who show up and plant a fucking flag in their ground and go, Hey, I'm here and I'm not running. And you can bring all your shit to me, bro, but I'm not going to run from you. You can bring all your pain and all your anger and all your anger at God and uh, everything in the world. That's fine. I ain't going anywhere. So bring it on, get it out of your system so that now you can show up fully to your best, beautiful, brightest self. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. yeah. That's my job. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I heard that, that what you're talking about, planting that flag in the ground, not only am I going to be here for you, but I'm going to lean into this discomfort with you. Absolutely. You know, I, Absolutely. I, I, so much of your story resonates with me because I was there, you know, where you talked about feeling embarrassed, feeling flawed, broken, like, you know, I don't have what it takes, that story. And, and I'm just kind of living this life in this way. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I, I was there, you know, and and, and it took the support of other men and something what you shared about your first weekend, kind of seeing these men, I had a similar experience where I stepped into my first men's weekend and I didn't have this like explosive emotional moment where I let it all go. And I, those rocks that you're talking about, like I just threw them all in there and the fire, like, no, the very first thing for me was just witnessing and seeing like, Whoa, what is this? Who are these men and how are they doing what it is that they're doing? And honestly, still, when I go to men's weekends and, and I experience other men, it's like, I know I'm bringing my gifts and witnessing the gifts of others is just beautiful. So it's this continuous feeding of the fire within me and feeding the fire of others and doing it collectively. So I want to talk about a little shift because you touched on it a little bit. It's like, okay, we can go to these weekends and I've seen it so many times. Men come in here, they open up, they let their hearts pour out, they feel supported. They're like, this has transformed my life. And then they go home and it's like the same shit that was there when they left to go to the Absolutely. weekend is still there. So let's talk about, you talked a little bit about accountability, having somebody there with you, but it's like, what? how can we breed consistency and really a continued action on the part of men who are taking the right steps but then are stumbling and then don't know where to go from there. Yeah. This is the whole peak experience phenomenon. You can go to burning man. You can go to festival. You can go to a men's weekend, a women's weekend. And you know, it's a little microcosm of an alternate reality and it's a beautiful thing. Oh my God. It's an amazing thing. You're there from Thursday to Sunday or whatever the weekend is or whatever the experience is. And for once you aren't carrying the burdens of the bills and the, outside world and you're not thinking about anything other than being 100% present. 
and you have these cathartic moments and then we go home and we're back to bills and family and job and all, all of life. So there's this integration piece. And the reason that for me personally, that I'm able to do what I'm doing now is I sat in men's circles, multiple circles a week for 15 years. And so while I was still going to trainings, while I was still showing up at other things, every week I was sitting in multiple men's groups. Now, Sacred Sons hasn't quite adopted that model quite yet. It's very dynamic and completely set up within the Mankind Project. So what I would recommend men do or women or anybody, if you go to a weekend and you have this experience, i.e. what we would call an awakening or a new self-awareness and some plan for a new way of being, how you're going to show up different in your world. One, yes, in every organization, we have something known as an accountability button. You usually walk out of the weekend with at least one other person who has a shared experience that you can check in with each other. And yes, at least for men, we use the term accountability, which basically is talking about, I say I want X, I'm holding myself to a standard to get X, and I'm going to check in with you to let you know the steps I'm taking to get X, because I'm making agreements with myself, and I'm sharing my agreements with you so that I can get X. And it's a way for me to practice, A, getting the thing that I want, but it's also a way for me to practice to be a man of integrity, that I show up in the world and my agreements matter. Like, what I say matters. Um, that's great with that one-on-one relationship, but what's going to happen is you go home and after a week or two, those old behaviors, the old things that you used to do are still all around you. You're still surrounded by the same people in the same town and the same stores, the same shitty car, all of that's still there. So what you need to do is you need to get in some kind of a support group. 12 step has their system. The mankind project has a very robust well done system called an I group. Sacred Sons, we're building that. It's not 100% there yet, but there's certainly men that you can get together with in either online or hopefully ideally in person. The groups I was in were all in person. I sat with in a peer to peer I group every Monday night, 7.30, every Monday night for 13 years. I also had a a open group for men in the community who weren't part of the Mankind Project or any organization just to come and sit. I led that every other week. I was in a facilitation group. I was at a 6 a.m. every other Monday group that we met, that type of I group that was just around mission. So what you need is to build some system around you that you were surrounding yourself with like-minded people who also want to do quote unquote better, who are reaching higher, a higher level playing field for themselves, that they're supporting you on your journey and you're supporting them on theirs. And you're still doing quote unquote, the work to get the thought processes, the stuff out of your way so you can be that person. So you're surrounding yourself with people who are gonna hold your feet to the fire. You're gonna hold their feet to the fire. You're going to call out the best in each other so that you can meet those goals and meet the things that you say you that you actually want and be this person that you claim you want to be and to actually be the person that they see that you already are. You don't see it yet, but I see how beautiful you are and I see how much you can do. I see your tragic gifts. I'm going to support you in getting whatever glasses you need to take off to get that shit out of the way so you can be that person. So 
I have had to have, I don't know what anybody else in the world needs, but in my experience, you gotta have something that you, some kind of a support system coming out of a peak experience to support you in this new way of being, whatever that is. And there are systems out there that are really robust and actually work. And I know that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for that. If it wasn't for the dedication to sitting in those circles every week, the weekends are great and they're awesome and I love them, but it's not where it actually happens. It happens in the day-to-day grind of committing to doing things differently and getting the support for that. Yeah. The weekends are that catalyst to transformation, that catalyst to opening your eyes to a new way of being a possibility for you that is already within you. It's not, it's not like it's creating something new. It's like, Oh, that part of you that that was hidden has now been exposed. And now how do you bring that home with you? And so I love what you talked about, not only like that accountability partner that you have at the weekend, but it's like, what's the continued support group in 12, in, in 12 step meetings, same thing. There's the constant meeting and there's a sponsor, right? Somebody you check in with, connect with. The important thing that I get from everything that you're saying and from the experiences that I have, it's like, can I prioritize that which is most important in my life? In this case, you know, my integrity, my commitment to being the man that I'm supposed to be. Can I prioritize that knowing that if I don't, I'm going to lose everything else. If I don't do this thing that I know is the most important, everything goes. And so if I prioritize that, do I have the support system? I love how you talked about having the group, those intimate relationships, because the people across from you, they'll get to know the real you, the one that you're ready to become. And they not only will they support (laughs) you in that, but they'll call you out when you're like, hey, you said you were going to do this, but look at what you're doing. Is this really what you want to do? That's exactly. And I, I know for for myself, I was pretty hard-headed. I was pretty entrenched into my belief systems about who I was and how the world is and what I could do and what I couldn't do and what I was capable of and what I wasn't. And being surrounded by these beautiful men for years, not just a week, not just a month, not just six months, for years, for over a decade, a decade and a half, yeah, there was no bullshit. It's like after and it, the whole idea of the support groups, the peer-to-peer support group, when it's done correctly, these men or these women or these people are not your friends. That's not their job. In fact, you don't want them to be too friendly with you because our friends are going to let each other off the hook. I'm going to let you slide because I love you. And in turn, unconsciously, we've now made an unconscious agreement. If I let you slide, you're going to let me slide. And now we're both backpedaling, right? Now we're both heading in the other direction. We're going to be friendly to each other, but we're not going to be best friends because I need your fire because there's going to be times when I falter. I need your compassion. I need your empathy. I need your love, but I need your fire. I need your sword to fucking slice the bullshit off of my front of my face so I can see clearly. I need you to help me stand up stronger so that I can really see myself the way you see me, the way the world sees me. So the way I'm really showing up in the world, I need that reflection. My friends won't do that. So I need, you need to surround yourself with people who care about you, who love you and who are not willing to bullshit you because they're not willing to bullshit themselves. It's like we started this conversation. I only have so much time left. (laughs) I'm not in my twenties. And with this perception that I have this whole long life in front of me, most my best friends are dead. The people that are close that I was closest to in my life are gone. I don't have a promise to, for tomorrow. So 
this beautiful thing that humans are able to live in this kind of delusional state, ignoring the end, that I have all the time in the world to do all these things, when right here, right now, bam, it could be done. That's one of the gifts of growing older, at least being on the planet a little bit longer. Typically, older men and women are acutely aware of the finitude of life and how fragile it is and how quickly it can be gone. And we're not suffering under the delusion that we have all the time in the world to create this thing. We don't. So if, you know, there's that old saying that we hear from Native Americans, it's a good day to die. Well, what, what were they really saying? What they were saying is they were looking around and they were smelling the air and they were seeing the sunshine and they were looking at the grass and where they were looking at the horses and they were looking at their family going, it's a good life. Today's a good day. If it ended today, it's a good day. I.e., can I live in this moment full on, full out, at least at the fullest expression of myself that I can be honest, truthful, caring, in service, trying to show the hell up, trying to help, trying to be, when people ask me what I do, I usually answer with, I try to be useful. That's what I try to be. I try to be useful. Do the dishes need to get done? I do the dishes. Do the floor need to be swept? I sweep. Do the horse needs to get, I was at a training a couple of weeks ago, and while I was there as a participant, there was a, a horse and a pony off to the side, and the stall hadn't been clean in a day or so. So I went in and I cleaned the stall. The stall needed to be clean. Not my job, but it needed to get done. I don't want to die. If I'd have died two weeks ago in Arizona, sitting outside that, I don't want on my conscience, well, I could have cleaned that stall. I, I could have done the right thing, right? Most of us have an intrinsic moral compass. Most of us. Psychopaths, narcissists, not so much. But most people who aren't emotionally or intellectually damaged too far have a very clear moral compass. And they know when they've done the right thing, when they know when they've done, mm, put themselves forward in a good way, or they haven't. And if you're going to die today after your trip to Trader Joe's and you didn't help the old lady unload her grocery, is that really how you want to go out? It's not how I want to go out. If I'm not going to make it back from the store today, at least when I left that store, everybody that I had an interaction with in that store left their interaction with me with a smile. That's how I want to go out, right? So what do I have to do? And it's not very difficult to make a good impression to the people around me to leave their life with a little bit of spark and a little bit of love to have made a difference in somebody's life. It's not that difficult. It's really not. And I know I made it difficult for years because I was concentrating on me, not on you. You know, you were with me in Colorado a few months ago and I saw how you showed up for those men around you. And it's not that difficult. All you got to do is like, open your eyes and open your ears and listen and be present and be willing to stand up in something simulating, quote unquote, the truth, whatever that is in that moment. So we can all make a difference and we can all show up beautifully in this world. It's not a difficult thing to do. It's not a difficult thing to do the right thing. And it's challenging, I know, because now we have this. And this brings us, especially if we're on social media platforms. This brings us almost a constant feed 
of the, the ugly in life. It can show us all the different ways we show up selfish, ignorant, in fear, shallow, versus getting fed constantly with all the beautiful things people are actually doing in the world. That's what the news has always been, is the exception, not the rule. So what choices can I make today? Here's my question for anybody who's possible, who's out there listening. What choices are you going to make today that make the world a little bit better? How can you, if you told your partner you were going to do the dishes, go do the dishes. If your job is to clean up the dog shit in the backyard, go do it. Get it done. Don't put it off. Every one of these acts that we take, and many people have heard me talk about what I do at Trader Joe's and other places like that. All these little acts that we take in the world, what we're actually saying is, I see you. I care about you. I love you. You matter. You're important. All of those acts. And they're not difficult. Let the person go in front of you at the parking lot, especially this time of year. Jesus, calm down. There's ways that you and I can show up that make a difference. And that's what I'm trying to help people on these weekends do. That's what I do when people come to me for help, is I'm helping them find that little spark inside of them where they can take that spark. Maya Angelou talked about this, be a rainbow in the clouds. When somebody's got clouds, you can show up as the rainbow. You can show up as a little spark of light to help them see and remind themselves it's not all dark. It's not all clouds. The world's not ending. There's things for you to do. It's why you're here. So if I can help you see that a little bit, then that's my job. That's my job. Because a lot of people showed up and helped me with that. And it didn't just happen. I worked my ass off to get there through a lot of pain and suffering to get there. But people showed up for me. So what am I passionate about? Is showing up for others and showing you that you're a light. Showing you you're a light. And thank you. Thank you for showing up. I've seen the impact that you've made, you know, in, in the lives of men that I've been with you at events with, and I can sense the impact you make every little day. And, and that's so much of, of that vision, that mission that you have aligns with, with what I believe in, with what we are the men is about, right? It's about having a positive impact on the world through the actions that we take in our own lives. It doesn't have to be this grand global change that we're here to make. It's like, just make that change in your life, that little thing that you can do to make somebody's life a little bit better, have a brighter day, because that will ripple out to the next person and the next person and the next person. And if we stand in that as men, as humans, it's seeing the humanness in each other and bringing it to light. So I think- 100%. Honestly, I think we could talk for hours and hours more and I look forward to it. Uh, and and I think this is a good place to to close down, knowing that I'm excited to have you back here on the podcast for a future episode. For now, if somebody has listened to what you had to say, finds a connection to you, there's like, I, I want to learn a little bit more. I want to learn more about these trainings that you do, maybe for myself, maybe for my partner, maybe for my father, my son, whoever. How can someone get in contact with you and learn more about you? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Vince Matoska. You can find me at Vince Chafin on Facebook. It's not very difficult to find me. I work with Sacred Sons. You can go on their website, check out their offerings there. You can go to the Mankind Project, great organization. There are a lot of men's and women's organizations out there that are trying to make a positive impact in this world. So I invite you to find what that is. There's many youth programs that I love to support that are out there. Sons Youth is a great program. I've got my grandson in. So you can find me again, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, it's not very difficult to 
to track me down. Yeah. Thank you, Vince. And we'll have all that information in the show notes too. So you can connect with Vince. And the other thing we didn't even get to talk about is, is, you know, you're often referred to as uncle, but also Matoska. And that's a story for another day that I'd love to have you share on here. Sure. But Vince, honor to have you on here. I like to finish off with all my guests with just a quick little visualization for you to bring yourself into another state to see what words kind of come out through you, through what's flowing in, in the unseen. So if you're listening, feel free to join, take a nice deep breath. Vince, you find yourself on an open field. Thousands of men are with you and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak and I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who... We're the men who show up We're the men we've been waiting for. There's nobody else coming. And we are the men who can not only make a difference in our families and our friends' lives, but we can make a difference. If you really want to make a difference in the world, you can by showing up bright and beautiful in your home, with your family, with your friends. If you want to make a difference in the world, Resolve your relationship with your estranged brother or your estranged mother or all these relatives that you've thrown away that aren't good enough or whatever. You want to make the world a better place? We are the men who can do that. And if we can do that, then yes, we can start dealing with these bigger issues. Yes. Thank you, Vince. We are the men who can make a difference. Yes. Show up. Thank you, brother. Show up. Thank you for joining us on the We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement and I wanna invite you, the listeners, to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angelo Santiago. Thank you, Vince, for being on here. And we are the men.